This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime. You are the best. You go for a rest. Often imitated, never duplicated. The greatest show on dirt. The world of to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving! What a season. I am telling you, the 2019 season with sprint car racing has been fantastic. Now, we know there's still one more coming up. We'll talk a little bit about that up in Pennsylvania, but... The 2019 season has been awesome. Steve Post sitting here. It is the Wing Nation podcast, and we are going to talk state of the sport. We do this every year. Brian Carter, the CEO of the World Racing Group, he's going to join us, and we're going to get an overall picture on the sport. We're going to talk about the world of outlaws. We're going to talk about what a weekend at the World Finals, and we're going to take a look into the 2020 season. So stay with us. Brian Carter from the World Racing Group, the world of outlaws, he joins us next. And now for the Dry Dean Deft-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Donnie Schatz now third. Gravel to the inside to take the lead out of turn four. David Gravel leads lap six. Side by side, Sweet and Schatz racing for the third spot. Sweet's got it back on the top side out of turn two. That Deft-Defying Move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Deaf, the official deaf of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The breakfast stampede meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. Enjoy our value favorites, like a sausage McMuffin with egg, just two for $4. And get an any-size McCafe premium roast coffee for just a buck. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. And shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries, Sage Fruit believes in sprint car racing. As a proud sponsor of sprint cars for the past 16 years and a partner of Wing Nation for the past four years, we love sprint car racing and we're there for our sprint car fans. Sage Fruit works hard to deliver an exceptional eating experience. We value our relationship with sprint car fans and appreciate your continued support of Sage Fruit. Ask for Sage Fruit at your local grocer. This is the Wing Nation Podcast. Back to Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. It is the Wing Nation Podcast. We are so glad you joined us here as we talk sprint car racing, wrapping up the 2019 season. And we're glad you joined us. We always talk about the Red Brand Fence Hotline. Well, actually, we have the guest chair, I guess it is, and we welcome the CEO from the World Racing Group, Brian Carter. Back, how are you, man? Man, I am. I am great. <laughs> Outstanding. I'm a little tired, but I'm I'm good. Just it's a it was a, an incredible year, but the last yeah. week has been a whirlwind of uh, of excitement here in our world. For sure, for sure. We traditionally, if you're new to Wing Nation, we have started a tradition. I don't know, four, five, six years ago, where we bring you in. We just get a chance to talk and. And, and, and talk about the season that was, and uh, boy, I'm telling you what, when when you look at, uh, well, well, let's actually, let's actually, one of the things um, that, that I'll share, you're a, you're a numbers geek, you're a stats geek, not only World of Outlaws, but 410 Sprint Car Racing. Let's talk big picture, real big picture, beyond the World of Outlaws, what was the season like in 410 Sprint Car Racing? You know, the season was good, if you, if you uh, exclude Mother Nature from the early <laughs> part of the season, yeah. you know, it was, uh, we all forget pretty quickly, you know, that we we're 20-some shows short by the end of the year, yeah. even just in the World of Outlaws piece. But uh, for the whole year, for the season, for all of the nation, it was about the same as 18. Pretty, pretty tough on the weather front. So, mm-hmm. But we were within a, a handful of the same number of races on a national basis that we ran last year, which is pretty statistically close to the year before that. So things are pretty uh, pretty stabilized in the 410 world. You know, it's going to ebb and flow a little bit, but it's been a pretty good year, you know, when you look at, you know, I s- over 700 drivers again competed wow. over uh, 380 races, and we think we'll end up at about 385 races this year in 410 sprint car racing. So, nice. Uh, when you take all the drivers and you add that up, it's about 8,200 individual starting uh, cars that started races. That's a big deal. That That's really, a- truly is. That yeah. really is. You know, it's funny. Um, Ashley and I were talking on our Tuesday show, and we were talking. We were so geeked up about the end of the year, this point battle, the world finals, and everything that we had to remind ourselves that in April we were thinking, what in the world is happening? Like, how do I guess we have short-term memory, but, you know, when when you have that portion of the season, sometimes it just makes it difficult. you just got to keep trudging on. This year, obviously, it ended ended on the total opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah, I know. It was uh, once we got rolling in the summertime, it was a really good year for the World of Outlaws and for racing across the country. It took a little getting going. Once you get the, once you got it going, it was, it was actually really nice. And, uh, the points battle to heat up the way it did, you couldn't have written a more storybook sort of season for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. And uh, it was uh, extraordinary. And I think a couple of our guys are glad a couple of those races at the end of the year rained out. Yeah. And it was, you know, it just happened to play, you know, there's a lot of variables. This is a, a moving game. It is a high speed, high intensity, high passion 
sport and uh all of those dynamics throw wrenches at your plan it's just you know from a from a series perspective from fans making big plans and then you end up with uh, dealing with rain but all in all it all works out in the end and it uh, sure did for us and uh for the world finals and with Donnie and Brad and those guys putting on a show for all these race fans. It was just an extraordinary end to 2019. Really, truly was. That is for sure. When you have, I I want to talk big picture, and I know every one of these scenarios is different, okay? Every one of these rainouts are different. So, you know, there are times you're able to reschedule. There are times you're not able to reschedule. You end up canceling. What all goes in to all of those decisions when, when we have a rainout, it's like, well, why don't they do it here? Why don't they do it there? It sounds simple for us knuckleheads to say it, but what all goes into those decisions when you're in that spot? Everything you could possibly imagine. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's hard enough just to get the calendar right without any rain. <laughs> so when you start, you know, uh, Carlton and the guys uh, work really, really hard uh, with our promoters to put together a calendar uh, that works not only from a fan's perspective, from a series perspective, but there's a lot of up and down, back and forth that you'd want to try to avoid and still see as many race fans as possible. So just getting the weekends laid out the first time is tough enough, much less than trying to create a contingency plan to pick up the races along the way. So, you know, there are a lot of dynamics. There, There's some times when, you know, there are a couple markets where we're racing six, seven, eight times in the year. Mm-hmm. And if you lose one, you just lose one. You can't put another race inside there. There are races where you get a lot of the way done on Saturday night and you try to run them on Sunday. There's a lot of places that are, are regulatory forbidden or prohibited from racing on Sunday. So there's just a lot of things, you know, even if the beer license isn't valid on Sunday, there's a lot of things that go into it. And really the whole, the whole sport and all of what the world of outlaws in with the balance, it's a balancing act. You have to balance out everything. You know, we feel the fans perspective. We feel the drivers. We feel our, we've got a lot of trucks and trailers going down Mm -hmm. the road. At the same time, there's these, all these local businesses and these racetracks that we partner with, 93 nights a year and it's got to work for everybody. And if it doesn't, sometimes you just got to throw, you know, you got to give everybody their money back and you try again next year. And that's just what we've ended up doing in some situations. Sometimes you can actually, uh, you, you got good enough, far enough in it. There's a really good date that works and you have to put it and you put it back in there. We think it's the best plan for everybody, but it's a huge balancing act. And sometimes you look back and go, well, I wish we'd have done something a little bit different, <laughs> yeah. but we did, we can't, you can, you know, that's, there's a lot of dynamics and a lot of people and in balancing all that out is a place. I think we got to a pretty good spot and people understand kind of how we have to make some decisions on that front. Yeah, it is. It is a challenge. And, and I, and I like your point. It's tough enough putting the calendar together the first time, let alone with all of the challenges with it. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about it. You, you've mentioned it. We've talked about it. We actually saw the dry Dean diesel all deftifying move of the race was or move of the week was, was Donnie and Brad on lap number six there on Saturday night. Um, we have done this world final event and I don't remember, we might've had a, I think there was a year or two where Donnie needed to enter to be crowned the champion. As this started to come into fruition, your level of excitement with the world of outlaw NOS energy during sprint cars is you're like, wait a minute, this could go down to the end and then to have it go down and be so few of points. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a promoter's dream. It's a, it is a storybook ending. We've had a couple of those happen. I can still remember when, uh, uh, the uh, Rick Eckert went in the championship and I was walking down to victory lane when uh, the leader uh, blew a tire yep. and Rick passed him and got the championship in the, in the meantime, it was, so you hear the whole crowd scream and yell. It was to have that kind of excitement for two of the three series here, including right. the sprint car series. It was uh, extraordinary. Really. It was a level of intensity and a level of stress uh, that a lot of people hadn't anticipated. And it was exciting 
at the same time, and you couldn't have written a better story, a book ending to it. Yeah. You know, um, I think Donnie would tell you differently. Sure. But, but our goal as promoters as uh, is to make sure that that's settled on the racetrack and to have it side by side or them race in swap positions. And during the race, the last race uh, for the championship, you know, that's, that is raw, real, and exciting as it gets. That place was coming unglued there when they were running side by side with each other. And, yes, you're right. Donnie told us on our Dry Dean Wing Nation race day on Friday that he preferred the other method of doing it, locking it up a month yeah, in yeah. advance. Um, even, but, but it's funny. You mentioned something at the banquet that I never thought about. And, we're, and we, had, we had something. We always get the champion. Well, we've always just get with Misha with Donnie Shots and say, when does he want to come to the studio and do it? Well, you can't really have that conversation because you don't want to jinx anybody. So we're saying, well, if this, then can we do this? And we're dealing with Casey and Brad's people as well. But you guys even, you couldn't even get the ring size fitted. Where normally you do the wing, the, the, the championship ring presentation, you're going to have to hold that in Volusia, I guess now. Yeah, no, we've, we've done that before. You know, our trophy guys, we're printing trophies, we're printing plates, we're printing checks. Uh, all that happens on Sunday morning. It's really exciting to not know. Yeah, I, you know, it's like Christmas. I don't, I don't want to know what I'm going to get for Christmas. I want to see what happens. And uh, and yeah, we have the trophy guy standing by. We have the um, all the accountants standing by to write the checks to the right people. And and it sorts out. It's not just the top. All those are sorting. Yeah, all all those spots. positions are sorting out on Saturday night. So that part's all you can dream and hope for. Uh, when you set the stage, you know, I talked about setting the stage, you know, the world of outlaws series is responsible for setting the stage. So these guys can be the best race car drivers. They can be uh, every night and to put that show in a, in a concise and, and crisp and exciting format for the race fans. And they get it to enjoy raw, real racing, not scripted, not manufactured. It is raw, real racing. And to do it on the last night of the year and not know who's going to be the champion until that, even when the white flag flew, I could feel that an anxiousness because I'd seen it happen before. Something yeah. just just like the Dietrich flip. Right, I was standing in turn two, looking down the back straightaway when that car was flipping, watching Brad drive right at it. Oh yeah, and I'm like, that's not exactly the way I want to see this sort out. Yeah. You know, I wanted them to race to it, not to get in something like that. But those happen the other 92 nights of the year or the other 71 nights of the year yeah. this year, those happen too. And, and parts of those have led to where we're at. Mm-hmm. So it's just part of what we do. It is unpredictable. It is exciting. And uh, you just don't know what you're going to see when you come to the racetrack. It's live sports is what it is. It's you, exactly. You never know what's never know what's going to happen, and that's the beauty of it. That's the fun of it. So we we talk about the championship battle, and it was epic. But I, I think this year, maybe more so than any year, your teams, your 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 thirteen teams that traveled around the country. Uh, such good depth, such strong depth. You had three teams that had double-digit wins. Brad Sweet had 16, David Gravel had 12, and Don- Donnie Schatz had 11 wins. And, and and really, and I think we saw it when you rolled into all parts of the country, it, you, you, you like to have rivalries, and I know there's some people in Pennsylvania that, that, that had a rough year, took it on the chin a little bit, mm-hmm. and, and other parts of the country. Your teams this year, just, just talk a little bit about how they have stepped up their programs, because some years it's pretty even. That wasn't that even this year. Your teams were really, really stout. Well, they, they've been in pursuit of that for a long time. You can see these teams develop and, and there's a lot of emotion and a lot of, and a lot of positive energy around that 41 team um, after yes. Jason's passing. So there was a, a community effort to make that team go fast. And uh, the pursuit of you know, Donnie and TSR have created such a high level of, uh, of expectations that you could see, the Casey Kane team, all the teams, like you said, the Dry D, the Shark Racing teams, uh, 
the CJB team, you see Darren, and they're all stepping their game up because I think a little bit at the beginning of the season they may have saw a little chink in the armor in, mm-hmm. in Donnie, and I and I think that uh, that uh, gave them a little bit of a boost to yeah. try to try to this may be the year if Donnie's going to have an off year this may be the one and and uh, and they took it seriously. Now, they've been doing that for several years in pursuit of doing it, and they had the chance to take advantage of some opportunities, but. Yeah, those those three cars you mentioned are the class of the field right now, and they're they're tough to beat anywhere they go. Uh, you see that with the forty one winning the Knoxville Nationals and Brad winning the Kings Royal, and mm-hmm. and Donnie's just being you know both between the Donnie's car and the Brad Sweet car, they only had a couple of DNFs between the two teams. Between the two teams, yeah. between the two teams only. Had, so you guarantee no matter what, even when you saw uh, the cars put at the back, or if they have a trouble, they they find a way to race themselves back to the front, and that's exciting. It really, truly is. When we look at the 2019 schedule, Brian, in the season, um, we we had some new events. Uh, The Patriot Nationals in Charlotte Mm -hmm. turned to a two-day event. The the Nashville race, of course, the Jackson Nationals, Todd Quaring's always jumping that up. The Gold Cup, we we have the big ones. Even Black Hills and Stockton went to $15,000 to win races. I know you've talked about how important that was to you in these two-day shows, these 15, 20, or more to win shows, but... And and it's tough. You can't just you, you can't just create these things out of the air. But um, you you've got to be satisfied with adding that quantity of quality big events like that. I yeah, know it's been a it's been a, a goal of ours, and we continue to achieve that goal. And we're going to continue to push on it as we go forward on all of our promoted shows and try to raise uh, the status mm-hmm. and the paydays for these for the uh, teams and make sure the fans know they're part of something special. So. You know, uh, you mentioned some really good examples of things where we've taken the world of outlaws into a new marketplace. Nashville was so receptive of the and mm-hmm. so excited, and and uh, it was a it was a great event uh, for the world of outlaws, exposure wise and entertainment wise, and and to hear that grandstand go crazy uh, for things that we thought were really kind of a mediocre race. <laughs> you know, the first night, the second it was exciting enough. If you were not a sprint car fan, if you were a diehard sprint car fan, it was kind of hard to watch one night, but. It was actually ended up being, if you step back and you think, okay, I get to see 100 of these a year. That wasn't in the top 25. But for those guys who had not seen sprint car racing, especially at their home track, and to see that kind of excitement on something, and that was a it was a truly an exciting night. And I understand that. We have to make sure that we, in our perspective, we don't lose track, that we are entertaining a lot of folks. And uh, we may not get that pure sprint car race every night, but it's still exciting. Yeah. Yeah, the new market, seeing sprint cars for the first time, it's like, wow, that's uh, pre- pretty exciting stuff. That's for yeah. sure. Another thing that I look at when I look at the 2019 season is, and I think the word that comes to mind is new. Uh, I had some new things. Um, a new sponsor with NOS Energy Drinks. I just love the middle name of NOS Energy Drinks. Yes. Because to me, this rings like the perfect partner for the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. It is. You know, Lauren has uh, taken on this challenge with us. Uh, with as much passion as I've seen any sponsor take. Yeah. It's actually very, very refreshing. Like you said, the energy and passion that they put into it and bring to sprint car racing in the world of outlaws is extraordinary. And that's very, we're very, very thankful for that. They're doing things in market and retail, retail activation has never been done or not in the, in the recent history of the world of outlaws. So all those things are really an awareness campaign, not only for NOS, but for the world of outlaws. And it becomes a very positive cycle that you're starting with a partner like that. It's, it's, uh, it's extraordinary to have them uh, come in and, uh, and seamless integrate them into uh, our world and uh, us into their world. And it was very, very positive. I couldn't, couldn't tell you how happy I am about that. 
You know, you, you, you've kind of touched on something. We in the sprint car world, we get the schedule. We know the schedule. We know where we're going. We know what we're doing. But you talk about new markets, and you talked about in-store type promotions and that sort of thing. It's great to preach to the choir, and the yeah. choir is going to support you. Yeah. But but the process of getting new people involved is a huge challenge, and I would dare say convenience stores and grocery stores are a great spot to catch people. Absolutely. You know, that's their – they're going in and out of there every day, yeah, yeah. and they're in the right market. And uh, uh, that 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 is a piece of the puzzle that we were trying to put together. And to have that, you know, with all of our our social media, our video activations, all of those pieces, to have now in store mark in market retail activation is a piece that we were missing. And it's a, it is very welcomed and and uh, been a very positive effect on 2019 with our new partners at NOS. Like I said, Lauren has has come in and done an extraordinary job of rallying her team around us. And mm-hmm. we're rallying our team and everybody around us to help her sell more product too. So it's exciting when those things work that out that way. It's very, very powerful. Really truly is. I think that's that perspective. We all, uh, we all have and getting new people preaching the sprint car gossip to some new folks, another new element. And, and I got to be totally honest here. We're in the radio business here at MRN. We're in the delivery of content business. And when you guys announced last year that you're going to do dirt vision for all of the races, our engineering staff is like, how are they going to do this? Yeah. We actually have talked to some people about because we know you got a satellite truck and everything like that. As you sit here a year later, uh, and, and we've had driver after driver after driver say it's been awesome. It's been a, a Darren Pittman. It's it's probably it helps keep the Roth car on the road because Dennis and Teresa. But we have driver after driver. What's it been like from your perspective getting that in place and doing that this year? Very very exciting. Yeah. It is it is the new TV. As far as we're concerned, you know, this is the second year with the sprint car, second full That's year right. complete, second, second full year, full year, right. full yes. year with the dirt, uh, with the the uh, the World of Alice Morton Lane Model Series. So, That's but, right. yeah. so, so yes, now we've doubled uh, uh, the uh, requirements on the satellites and on the Concord business uh, with our building here down the street. Um, it's exciting. What it is is it's an awareness campaign. Mm-hmm. You can you cannot uh, portray this racing. On a computer screen, you can engage the fan and you can show them. Right. But you, the, all of that messaging is about getting them to the racetrack. How how can we get the how can we get the people that are watching to the racetrack? And then we know that when we're racing in California, your Pennsylvania and your Ohio fans are not going to get to go to California. We understand <laughs> yeah. that, but to have them engaged on mm-hmm. a weekly basis, understanding what's happening, and then maybe a couple of those guys do go to California next year. And we've actually seen that happen. The, the average attendance on a dirt car on a, on a dirt vision subscribers grown from two to three races a year to five or six races a year. Nice. Uh, so not only has the subscriptions grown, but the attendance at events has grown too. And that's, that is the key objective for us with dirt vision is to create the awareness, the fan engagement day in and day out, and then make them feel compelled to come to the racetrack. Then you get to see and experience the world of outlaws. Yeah, because it's it, it, it's better in person than it, it is on the screen. Better it's, in person, it's good on the screen. It really truly. Yeah, yeah. My gosh, that's how time flies. It is the second year with it. I'm just like, it's, yeah. it's just it's crazy. How tough was it? Okay, and and I had and and I had one of the most stringent old school promoters. Like we don't do anything pay per view because it's going to affect my gate. I had one of those guys midseason this year tell me it makes no sense at all to me, but our gate is bigger. Even the fact that we're we're doing the pay per view, how tough was that selling process to some of those some of those old school guys? Where I I, I want people to pay at the at the ticket booth, not not through this this pay per view stuff. It's it's a it's a significant discussion. It is yeah. it is hard to grasp, but uh, we believed it, and we've and and our 
our strongest selling point was that every single one of our promoted shows has been on dirt fishing. Right. And it has, and we are seeing attendance increases. All we can do is show them what you're doing. And, uh, you know, the hobsets of the world, the skagits of the world, they see, you know, they, you know, you hear about those racetracks, you know, how good Tommy prepares his racetrack, you know, but until you see it, and, and there are people that are in Texas and California and Florida that are subscribers that would never been to Hobstad, Indiana. And they watched it the first year. And I can guarantee you that those people, some of those people came to Tommy's racetrack to see yeah. what he had in store for them. And, and that's, that's what it comes down to. It is about a, a journey through the year following these stories like Donnie and mm-hmm. Brad and all of these other families and businesses going up and down the road and figuring out how to get the fan engaged and how to get them to the racetrack. It is an awareness campaign that's been extremely successful. It, it, it truly is, and uh, and and that's that was the thing. The, the the promoter was like, "It makes no sense to me, but I'm in. I'm in because my numbers are better. Your numbers are up. My numbers are up." And 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 so let's throw out the old school mentality. The one other thing you did add this year, you added Knoxville Raceway on yeah. Dirt Vision, yeah. and now we have Australian racing. Uh-huh. How how important is that just to keep the keep the vibe moving? I mean, not, we all understand Knoxville. Not that's one word, Knoxville. We get it. But then the Australian stuff during this quote unquote off season. How important is that for you guys? Well, you know our fans are fans year round. Yeah. Uh, so when you go dark, they're looking for that. And, and, mm-hmm. and what we wanted to do is make sure that our Dervision fans, our world of Atlas fans had an easy access to the content. So uh, on the Eastern side of Australia, it's a little bit uh, difficult, a little more difficult. It's the middle of the night, but you can get up in the morning and have coffee at 7am and watch, watch the Western part of Australia. <laughs> I have some sprint car racing with breakfast. So, you know, but, but that, that vacuum needs is the, the demand for that. Entertainment. We didn't can't just all shut it off. Sure. Not on on Sunday, we all we all still sprint car fans, and our and the stories that we have throughout the, our summer continue into their summer. Yeah. So you know, for for us, it's about creating. We create. We talk about the momentum that World Finals creates. It creates excitement into PRI. It creates excitement into the winter, which includes the the Chili Bowl and there are other pieces where people go look for excitement yep. in racing, and then it carries right into the Dirt Car Nationals, and we've seen that carry forward these events and uh, we thought the best way to do that was to show racing uh, and the best way to do that is to show live racing yeah. uh, and then to, to carry on these stories because these stories that we've ex- we've enjoyed all summer are going to get taken down south and they're going to get uh, enjoyed through their summertime, and they're going to come right back in here in full steam in February. Many of the same characters will be involved during the Australian summer season, and I think the beauty of it is, is it also introduces us to some guys that may show up over here exactly. uh, next summer for our summer season. Names that we maybe are familiar with, like a James McFadden or a guy like that. But then there's so much talent down there that that I really like that. Okay, so Nos was new this year, and of course the expansion of Dirt Vision this year. The end of the year, a new engine manufacturer came into the sport for the first time in a long time. I think it was 1998, the last time a yeah. Ford engine won. And, and, and while it's not necessarily a World of Outlaws initiative in that Tony Stewart spearheaded it, you guys obviously worked with him with the specs and the rules and everything, but as a, as a series promoter having another manufacturer and a company by the way of Ford, size, scope, and passion for it, uh, what, is, what does that say? What does that mean for what you guys are doing? Well, it means that uh, our playground is now recognized as important yes. by another manufacturer, and it's not not the only manufacturer that's looking at it. So <laughs> it's lovely. you know, so it's uh, it's important for us to make sure that again the stage that we set is as grand a scale as possible, so that these guys can be race car drivers mm-hmm. in front of their fans. 
And by doing that and, and increasing that awareness and create, increasing that level of playing field and the stage, it created a desire by another manufacturer to come in. That's a testament to all of our fans and all of our race car drivers and the series about the positive things that are happening around our sport. So, you know, uh, the, the good thing about, uh, you know, Ford, Ford fit that engine right inside of our rule book. We've got a box and we have, you know, we've, we've been right. proud of not changing that rule book mm-hmm. for a long time. The rule book has been the same. I think that's been, that's helped create the stability across the 410 racing world and uh, Ford being able to come in and, and create a, an engine inside that box from scratch uh, with some of the things that they've learned on the late model side and learned over the, the several trials and errors with the sprint car motor over the last few years. It's not, it's not a, not a, not a secret they've tried and haven't been successful. And this year they're successful. So I think it's, uh, you know, I think their, their, their objectives are to have a competitive motor to hit the price point uh, at or below where the other motors are at right, right. now. Mm-hmm. That was one of their stated objectives. And I think they're able to achieve that. So that's in my mind, that's, that's positive for the sport. Uh, but it is uh, it is evidence of the awareness of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, it really truly is. We had Tony on uh, Labor Day weekend. I caught up with him at Darlington, did an audio interview with him, and he talked about uh, the price point and the engine and getting the engine in other cars as they move forward into yeah. latter part of probably next season is what we're looking at. And it's such an exciting time. And we see it in the NASCAR world. The manufacturers' battles are exciting. And uh, we're certainly not here to announce anything, but I don't believe Ford will be. Uh, there are other manufacturers I know that are showing interest. We've we've caught wind yeah. of it here. So that's an exciting thing and an endorsement. You mentioned fitting it within the engine rules, the box of the rules. As we look at the end of this year, you have regular meetings with your owners. You have regular meetings with the Sprint Car Council and everything else. Are there any significant changes that we have in the rules, or are they pretty much where, we, where we're at uh, with it? No, we're, we're, there's no significant changes coming on the 410 side, on the Sprint Car Racing side. You know, we did some changes into this year. All of our – all of a significant part of our focus is on safety. So we're looking at mm-hmm. the cars, looking at the racetracks, looking at the different places. How can we continue to to move the safety forward in the sport? It's still dangerous. They're still going really, really fast. Yes. There's still 24 of them on the racetrack, plus or minus. And it's uh, that part is exciting, and it, but it also creates a level of danger. So we want to try to minimize uh, the risks as best we can and uh, move the cars forward. There really is not a lot. We've been very progressive over the last 10 years trying to make those things uh, happen. But, you know, the any rule change costs people money. We understand that. If you change a rule, it costs everybody money. And we really want to try to – if we see – you know, we're not going to change a rule unless it's against a four-, five-, ten-year objective of right. where we want to be and we need to change the direction or move it – move the entire thing – this yeah. thing that I've talked about balancing, the businesses yeah. of the race cars, the businesses of the promoters – Week in and week out in the world of outlaws, and trying to move that whole that whole mass forward to to, <laughs> yeah. to a place we all can be happy with in ten or fifteen years, and or twenty or thirty years. So yeah. that's keeping it on that path. And, we, and the good thing is, it doesn't take really sharp turns of the rudder to keep it going that way right now. Mm-hmm. It's going pretty good. Going pretty good. Yeah. You mentioned safety, track safety. Uh, we had Darren Pittman on midseason. Uh, somewhere along the way, he had shared with me where he's involved with Carlton, your your, mm-hmm. your race director. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the story here is Darren and the drivers, they'll get on their four-wheelers. They'll go right around the racetracks yeah. and say, I don't like this. I don't like that. They all funnel it through Darren who then gets together with Carlton. So we don't have a mob storming the promoter's yeah. tower. We don't have a mob storming the World yeah. of Outlaw trailer. And and they have a conversation on Monday or Tuesday about, hey, we'd like to see this and that. Yeah. Darren raved about it, going back to tracks and saying, hey, that's good. 
hey, that's good. We, we know we can't cost a promoter half a million dollars to, to reinvent his place. From your perspective, how has that program went now as we uh, – it, it started late last year, but as we've ran a full season with it? No, it's good. It's a very constructive way of uh, providing feedback uh, in a way that's, that's very productive. So those pieces are all – you know, the, the drivers and teams, I – I, th- they, I think they sincerely believe that we're trying to make this better for everybody. Yep. Same thing for the promoters. You know, uh, those uh, harsh words or passion uh, on race day don't help us a, a whole lot. So you try to get them where you get some constructive feedback. If there's anything that, that we need to address immediately, we do. Sure. And then if and we try to, again, same thing, put that promoter on a path that makes it better for us all going forward. But the main thing is, is they, they've been able to consolidate that feedback. For us, sometimes, you know, you can walk by the same piece. You know, we own the property in Florida. I was down there this morning. You go you know, you, you walk by that wall, it looks the same. Until you sh- share your perspective with somebody else yeah. that's different than their their perspective is different than yours, you may not see something that they see. And yeah. and when you get all that on the table in a constructive format, you can make a lot of progress that way. Yeah, it has been. It was, it, it, I forget what he said, but the number of tracks was really, really good. And, and then Carlton would take it to the track operator and they'd be like, well, man, I can't do this one. I can do this. I can do that. And some of the things, some of the things are just, and I do know it's appreciated and respected. Okay. So you talk about you were down in Florida. Okay. So as we start to spin forward into 2020, um, how are things looking in Florida? Because uh, my sources, our friends, the McLean brothers who were down there with a camera, my sources say Volusia has had a total makeover. Well, it is in some form of in process makeover in process. it's a you know from a property owner that's going racing in about 60 days yeah. that's pretty frightening you know it's going to be it's exciting you know the grandstands are the the steel structure is up the concrete is in the permits are all done the engineering is signed off the county said call us when you get close to completion we'll yeah. take a look at it all those things are great but yeah when you're building a grandstand that's effectively two rows short of charlotte motor speedway at Volusia Speedway, oh it's a, yeah, it's going to be it's pretty exciting. I was down there in the man lift, got up to the very very top, looking. It's like wow, look at that! I don't even have to look through a fence to watch the racing now. Wow. It, yeah, it's it's uh, pretty extraordinary. So, but we've got our hands full for the next sixty days. But race fans that show up at Volusia Speedway, I hope they're going to they're going to be really impressed when they drive up to that property this year. That just so, sounds phenomenal. Yeah, we saw the stockpiles of steel around there last yeah, year, sure. so it'll be good to see that in use and in yeah. play. Yeah. When we look at 2020, I know you haven't released the schedule yet. Um, what was there? You know, more of the same? Is there anything that, uh, that that you can share with us? How how is the schedule looking as you put yeah, it together? The schedule is just as solid as it was. Good. We're going to be racing a lot, another 90 some odd nights. We're finalizing the schedule. The teams have seen the schedule, so they're making their plans and preparations. Uh, you know, the the Patriot Nationals got. Uh, kicked off with the out of the second day, a big purse there for. We're going to make that a really a fan favorite here in Charlotte for Memorial Day weekend. That's we're just going to continue to expand on that. Uh, our just so just so everybody's aware, the Nashville event will probably be on every other year calendar. It won't be back on the calendar okay. Okay. in 2020, but it's it's what needs to make sense. You know, we need it to make sense for everybody again. The balancing act sure. will be back there. You know, NASCAR has messed with their schedule a little bit. They go straight from Florida, go all the way across the country, Las Vegas. So they're asking us to promote a show in Wednesday in the deep in February, not in March. It's, Pretty tough, so we'll yeah. probably, we won't be back in the in the Las Vegas market this okay. year. We've got some really great replacement weekends for that for those two shows. We're splitting up a couple of things. We're going to be racing. Uh, got a couple of new exciting races in Oklahoma that'll be interesting. Ooh, yeah, Sooner fans, Sooner fans, way, yeah. Sooner fans coming your way, and, and a very historical racetrack is going to be really exciting. Tying that in with one of our other events, so I think it's going to be it's going to be pretty exciting there. Middle of the country can't really uh, yeah. disclose that one yet, but. 
Uh, we're right on the cusp of a couple of other really, really cool things. It's same, same thing, trying to cram too much into the, into the, to one year, but it's going to be really good. So for 2020, everything is new and exciting. More Dirt Vision, more, uh, mm-hmm. more racing. We'll have about the same number of shows. There's only so many weekends between February and November. <laughs> so you're going to be, you're, we're going to be racing. So I'm sure the, you know, I'd love to be back in Las Vegas. We'll wait and see if they can get the calendar sorted out a little bit better for 2021. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. We're certainly in that business. Uh, we've got the NASCAR calendar out in about PRI time. When I get all the other calendars, we start looking at it and start putting my wish list together where I want to go. And when you when you have the, the, the 800-pound gorilla of NASCAR going through a major transitional phase, and you're right, it will change more into 2021, there are times things just don't work out, and it's yeah. just the nature of, the, the nature of what we do uh, here in the building at MRN and, and, and you guys and really everyone across the sport. Um, I, I've, I've ran out of my questions. What, 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 what more do the fans, what, what, what haven't we covered here? What's the, what's the message that you'd like to give us as we go into this off season? Off season. Yeah. yeah I, I, know. I don't know if we get one of those, you know, <laughs> yeah. when I look back at 20, 2019, you really look at it. It was a, it was an amazing surge of awareness, yeah. you know, for the sport, you know, it, there's uh I've got some of my statistics on yeah. the, on the other side you know we still have this, this statistically the same number of drivers still sure. the same number of uh events relative to uh mother nature and her choice of what we're going to race and what we're not going to race <laughs> but we're we're now up about we're up to about 18 million page views on the websites oh my gosh and yeah. have 5 million video views on, on when you when you think about that these are wow. un, these are uniques. People watching videos and, and and involved looking at the sport, trying to what's that? What's this? What's that? And they look at. So when you look at 2019, it really is a, a surge of awareness. Uh, you see it when you know Casey and Tonya they've been involved, but you see sure. the Jeff Gordon's jumping back in and looking at, at at it. You see Ford coming back in. It really is a, it is a, it's not really a resurgence because we've experienced we're experiencing this for some time. It's really yeah. 19 where we saw a really big lift in what in what we're doing, and people paying attention. And I think that our ability to capture over a thousand hours of content mm-hmm. uh, on Dirt Vision uh, through all of the series, uh, but with the World of Outlaws, it's it's really it shows that when you can provide it, people will pay attention. Yep. And that's our goal is to try to capture. And it's really not, you know, the racing is only one component of it. I need them to understand the stories. I need them to understand and know the families that are going up and down the road yeah. to get it. You know, to, you watch the you know, Bobby Allen and his family going up and down with shark racing. That's a story. I mean, if you want to, you want to know I mean, that the, between Jacob and Logan and, yeah. and uh, Bill and how his, how the whole thing is working. It's just magic. It's, yeah. you know, to see where that's come from and what they're doing with the sponsors and the success they're having with those two boys. And you look at Darren and his family go up and down the road. Donnie and Danny with his struggles uh, yeah. this year. My God, you know it's you know mm. it's heart wrenching. And, and to watch those battles come forward, and you know we're winning together. Thank right. God, you know. So on some of those things, right. and that's that's you start sharing that with people, and it's it, it is people want to pay attention, and, and so it's my job and our job to to share that. Make sure as many people mm. as possible, as simply as possible, can have uh, can have. Uh, uh, it can be available to those guys to yeah. pay attention. So you're going to see a lot simpler ways to get to Dirt Vision, a lot simpler ways to get to our some of our social media stuff, a lot of, a lot of easier ways, a lot of a lot of one click stuff to get to yeah. those pieces coming. This the, the technology is there now. You know, there was one statistic I saw, and it's it's mind boggling to me that all of these pieces, the million social followers, the 250 million impressions, the five million video views, 
it's over a five billion impressions. Oh my five gosh, yeah. So that that number to me extraordinary. When you think about something that was, you know, what what Ted's vision was in 1978, yeah, and uh, uh, and you look at it now, I can only imagine. I hope he's smiling. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We see the same passion, the same desire. Uh, I really want to commend you on the website between between just the stats, the races, the race recaps. Um, I love that your your crew gets them done early. I know Nick and the gang, everyone is yeah, you, uh, when when you guys are on the West Coast, I wake up and and uh, wake up and see the results, see the video packages, see the results. And I think that's important to have that regularity there. Uh, of course, open red, just huge fan yeah. of what Ross and Justin yeah, are doing there. We just we we, we shared this. Uh, Ashley and I shared this. I just think it's great that that all of us are just doing all of the things we're doing because there's more stories than Open Red can tell. There's more stories than Wing Nation can tell. There's more stories, and it's really, really neat. And I really love, and I know a lot of our fans are old school fans, uh, a lot of the historical stuff you're getting in there with Kevin Eckert doing some writing and some stats and everything. I think that that's really, really neat, too, for the old school fan. So the World of Outlaw website is really, really on point. Yeah, I'm going through some of the pain and suffering. I know we get a a few bits of feedback on that. Well, we like the old site better. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's a new and different, and I can't find my spots where I was looking. I used to go, with, you know, but I don't have to scroll anymore to find the page. And my yeah. phone looks right, and the things just get used to it with us, please, fans. I appreciate that. If you could give us a little bit of patience, but we're on a path is going to be. It is already way better. It's easier to maintain. It's it, it becomes easier to upload and to yeah. get those things to the stats and mm-hmm. all those pieces readily available. Like you said, we're bringing some of that with uh, Kevin and his writing. You know. Uh, with all of the stats being on the site, uh, yeah. corrected wins. This was a significant amount of work to get all that stuff uh, up to date, right, and, and then published in a manner that you can actually go look for and find. And it, it was a, a thanks to all of the guys that helped us do that. Yeah. It wasn't just inside the building. It was outside, too. And it was. Uh, it's nice to have all that in one place, a repository, something that helps us preserve. You, know, you heard that with, with, with the things that we're doing with uh, – we did some things with the Rookie Award this sure. year. We yeah, expanded, expanded right, that yeah. program. You know, we had yep. we had I think I lost count fifteen or sixteen World of Outlaws rookies of the year over the course of the history in the banquet hall in the banquet hall yeah. in the banquet hall when we yep. presented this that was neat uh, it was and uh, so we got something special for those guys we picked, uh, picked up working Woody uh, yeah, to, uh, to help right, to, yeah. to kind of help remind us those were things that were important to me as a as a, yeah. as a young man a little boy watching the racing. Yeah, uh, neat stuff. So it's exciting to preserve the past and then race this thing as hard as we can into the future. It is really, really neat, really, really fun stuff. And uh, I didn't know Ted all that well, but he's got to be proud with where this thing is going and that vision of the outlaws traveling around the country and and entertaining millions, millions, even the, the, the five billion impressions. It is absolutely amazing. As always, Brian, we, we appreciate the time. I love our visit here at the end of the year. We appreciate you coming in and hanging out with us. Thank you so much, uh, I appreciate all the race fans. Thank you for coming out. It was a great 2019. I don't have it's. Uh, I can't tell you how excited I am about 2020. Uh, we got lots of things in store. The guys are at the shop right now, putting it together, putting the finishing touches so that we can have a, a heck of a show at PRI and uh, opening day at Volusia is going to be incredible. So, uh, thank you guys so much for a great 2019, and uh, you guys for spreading the word. Uh, we appreciate you very much. You know, we're going to have lots of stuff on Dirt Vision between now and then. And if you don't, if you want to pick a show out from last year, 
it's on there too. You can go out there and take a look and watch, get your fill. So that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's all right there. That really is. That is for sure. And uh, yeah. And this excitement is from a guy that has had probably no sleep over the last five or six days. Imagine what he's going to be like when he gets, when he gets a little rest. Can you tell? Can you tell? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know you were in Florida tending to some business down there and uh, uh, stuff that's, uh, that's going to, going to keep us excited once we get to February. As always, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. How about for Brian Carter joining us here, the CEO of the World Racing Group. Now, I did mention it in our tease. There is still one more race. If you're in Pennsylvania, BAPS Motor Speedway has the Goofy Sprint Car Showdown. $10,000 to win Sunday afternoon. The Cushion has the live pay-per-view on that, so make sure you support our friends up at BAPS Motor Speedway. The HRP Racing Calendar, upcoming Wing, uh, Wing Nation Calendar, we're down to one. One more show Saturday morning, 7.30 and 10.30 on MAV TV. Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, the champ. Brad Sweet joins us on that program, so we make sure you tune us in. We appreciate everyone joining us all year long. Thanks again for Brian for coming in. But race fans, more important than all of that, we appreciate you joining us here all season long on this Wing has Nation. Been the Wing Nation podcast. Find Wing Nation on wingnation.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. The Wing Nation podcast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.